Hey Jordan. What's up? Is it baseball season yet? episode of is it baseball season yet of the year 2020 today i am jordan gillis your host joined by my co-host johnny how are you johnny hey what's up happy opening day jordan man let's pour one out this is just brutal i mean it is opening day uh it was supposed to be we were supposed to see 15 baseball games if i if i remember correctly today and we should be in the middle, like the third or fourth one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm watching old baseball. I'm watching Cardinals uh, Rangers game six right now on YouTube, and uh, there's no box scores to look at because these games already happened. I mean, there's no fantasy baseball. It seems all kind of seems kind of nothing. It just seems kind of sad and depressing. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know who was supposed to pitch today, but there were 15 games. I'm sure I had people going that I would was really looking forward to watching today and just kind of a reality for all of us that it's sinking in that it's we're not having baseball today tomorrow or probably anytime remotely soon yeah and let's not get too far ahead of ourselves this podcast will be a little tongue-in-cheek just from the fact that we understand there's something more serious going on than being you know bitchy about baseball not happening or whatever but uh beyond that uh or with that out of the way it's uh man i was supposed to be at a book betting on baseball all day with two of my two two of my closer friends in town here that was like our plan we we're going to take the day off we we're going to bring you know a couple hundred dollars just to bet on every game you know not not exactly the wisest investment it's more of an entertainment uh gamble kind of thing and uh i'm instead working from home and uh podcasting well it is nice to be talking to you um, it is i was I was going to be watching baseball all day. Um, yeah, it, it just, it's a weird day. I mean, um, it's going to be a weird season if we have one. And uh, I don't know, we just kind of have to roll with it every day. And I mean, MLB hasn't canceled the 2020 season yet. I mean, there are talks that it's probably, oh, someone's calling me. Yeah, well, I mean, the 2020 season isn't called off, but like my son's youth hockey uh, supplemental spring season just got canceled 20 minutes ago, so I'm depressed about that. You know, uh, I mean, thankfully, uh, you know, my wife and I still have jobs, but that it seems like that kind of stuff's hitting America pretty hard right now. This is, uh, I mean, that, and that's just that's just that's never never mind the fact that the vi- the virus is you know killing people or hurting them or you know. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the long-lasting damage is from even getting it? Like, even if you don't get sick today or whatever, maybe there's some underlying issue. Like, we just don't know. That's all pretty scary. But, yeah. uh, I mean, so, you know, I was looking at my Facebook memories. Like, a week ago last year, we were together watching spring training baseball, dreaming about, you know, 
all these prospects and getting all caught up in, uh, you know, Manny Margot and just Garrett Hampson. Garrett Hampson, yeah. yeah. We were walking out, a walk walking out of a yeah. park during a walk-off home run and just of an otherwise boring game. We saw Christian Yelich do cool things, and we saw Corey Ray patrol the outfield and do nothing. And we just now we're a year later, and uh, we we have no idea what's going to happen at all. Do you think it would have been worse if uh, base? I mean, just for us personally and our enjoyment of baseball, if this happened in the middle of the season or was it better that it happened in the off season? Cause we were already not used to having baseball for just a little bit. I think logistically it's better off that it happened at the beginning of the year. I think, um, you know, the, it, so I've gotten into watching a lot of hockey right now. So that's kind of what, and you, you know, I, I believe you're a basketball fan. So like, that's kind of what's happened here. Exactly. Like if you're a Lakers fan mm-hmm. or if you're a fan of some of the, the top teams in hockey right now, you're sitting there thinking like, well, this was our year and we were so close. Yeah. We were going to be a one or a two seed or something like that. We were going to have playoff games matched up. And now you're sitting there thinking like, will, I mean, the first question is like, are they going to start playing games before they start the playoffs? Will there even be a playoffs? Will there, what, what will even happen? And we don't even know that. And that really sucks. Baseball being possibly delayed seems way less bad in my opinion. Yeah. I think that is the silver lining as a baseball fan, at least that it wasn't in the middle of the season. Like I'm a big basketball fan and I live in Los Angeles. Um, I mean, LeBron's not that young anymore and right. he's, tremendous season and the Lakers are in first place if they don't finish this out I mean who knows if he'll ever make the finals again um or if he was going to even make it this year just a lot of things that are just unknown so well, I yeah. mean I mean a, mo- a month ago I was reading stories about Alex Ovechkin catching Wayne Gretzky and goal scored and doing that kind of stuff and he's on pace for another 50 goal season and setting records left and right and all of a sudden it's just poof and it's not because he blew his knee out or he got a concussion or something like that it's just uh, the games just aren't happening, and yeah, so I think I think it happening before the season starts because you've seen some of the proposals of baseball coming back. They play later into the to the year, or they do double headers, or they just cut games. I think since all teams will, you know, still be starting from scratch essentially with the same rules, it feels less bad. I still feel like there's a chance for a 2020 season to feel complete in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it'll be different, there's going to be all sorts of nuances that nobody will be able to predict. You know, all of our projection systems and whatnot are basically, I mean, you, you can kind of throw them out the window, especially especially if there's less games. Like, everything just goes wildly variant. And so I, I think it has a big chance to be a really interesting season. It could be a really fun season once it gets started going. I think interest will be an all-time high, especially, if, you know, if – if the NBA or NHL decides to not continue on or something like that, and baseball starts in say late July, like I feel like that's a, it's not a worst case scenario, but it's a, it's a, on the side of not cool scenario. And if that happens, well, baseball has a real chance to really grab a hold of some things for a, for a, the large chunk of the, the second half of summer up until football starts. And I'd be kind of curious if, uh, if baseball picks up a lot of fans at that point or, you know, just, you know, kind of everybody rallies around the sport because it'll be the first one back. I don't know. Well, you, well, you 
assume if base if if they're good enough to play baseball again, then they're going to resume basketball and hockey probably simultaneously. I, I would think so. I well, don't think I don't know for sure if baseball is going to have the stage to themselves. Well, that's why I was saying like if it's if baseball doesn't start till late July, do you think do you think the NBA or NHL will come back at that point? What do you think? I, I do think so. Oh, you do. Uh, okay. And when I, um, I, I, I guess I haven't followed that. Sorry. No, I was gonna say I, I listen to Bill Simmons on his podcast, and he seems to have kind of an in on these things. It does seem like they are considering like this might change how the NBA calendar looks from going forward. You know, there's no that they would start closer to the end of the football season and then own all of spring and then most of the summer, like they compete against baseball instead of basketball or instead of football, which I mean, for the NBA makes a lot of sense. You know, baseball's kind of stuck in the summertime. They can't move their calendar. Hockey's kind of a winter sport. You know, football's kind of has its spot. Well, basketball could shift and it wouldn't really hurt anything in my opinion, but I guess I I could see that. that Yeah. I don't know. That'll be interesting. I, I mean, there's a lot of things to get figured out, but, uh, you know, enough about the world. We could kind of just jump into uh, – we were supposed to have a draft a week ago. I had a I had a, a reminder or several reminders on my phone go off on last Saturday, and I just got a little bit more sad each, each time. Yeah, I had, uh, I think, four drafts supposed to be scheduled for this last weekend. That was pretty much all my drafts. And uh, only one ended up happening. There was like a league vote on whether we should have one or not. And it was pretty much uh, having one, having the draft, like one by one vote. So I did a weird auction on Sunday, you know, not knowing whether there was going to be a season or not. So it was kind of strange. Um, I'm fine with the draft being postponed to Dynasty Grinders. Um, It seems like more people wanted that than to keep it on the actual day, at least vocally. Um, it, It seems fine either way. I mean, it might be a little bit more difficult to get everyone together or find a date but hopefully that that'll work itself out and we can actually have a draft this year let's talk about that a little bit though i mean like i don't think it's gonna be too hard i mean if if baseball says tomorrow that they plan on playing july 1st we can set up our draft date for you know june a saturday in june now or maybe it's a friday night or it's a sunday or whatever we can start we just try and get everybody's calendar on the same page uh i think that'll be okay i think there's gonna be enough time i don't think baseball like for instance like you know with my slow pitch softball league i need 10 days advance maybe even less to like kind of reschedule the whole season it doesn't take very much time whereas baseball needs a lot more lead time to kind of figure all this stuff out they're not going to be like say if the if the virus disappeared from the planet today, baseball would not start back up tomorrow. You know, and, uh, I, it would I, not. You were, also, you were also saying how if uh, baseball announced today that they might come back July 1st. I mean, I don't think that baseball is on the verge of announcing a, a, a start date anytime soon. No. We might be one or two months away from just hearing a potential start date in the future. Right. So I kind of think it'll, they'll say it and make like, We'll be playing baseball with within a month after they're um, comfortable saying we're going to be back. That's my thought. Yeah, and and if they do, then we set our um, you know tentative date again, and hopefully we can hit it, and we'll see what happens. Uh, you you know, I mean, do what's you think everyone doing? What's everyone doing anyway? There's nothing to fucking do. No, we're all sitting at home. Like we can draft. <laughs> yeah, but like, 
I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I just think that there's going to be a few more, you know, Noah Syndergaard type uh, surgeries coming up here pretty quick. I feel, I think there's going to be, um, there's going to be more of that kind of stuff. And I, I really Speaking wonder, I wonder like with Noah Syndergaard and Chris Sale and, you know, some of these pitchers who come back to spring training, why, why do you think these pitchers need the first week of spring training to figure out that their arms hurt from the last October? Um, I have no idea. Uh, well, I mean, you're a um, lawyer. I mean, I, is there, I is guess... there a contract thing? Like if they get hurt technically in the next year, then they still have to get paid anyway. I would think that they get paid, they get paid anyway. So it's, I, I would say you'd want to have your um, surgery and everything done and have, you'd want to have all that done while you're under a contract and not right. the year before you're supposed to get a, you know, be a free agent. So i Chris sale has a couple of years away. I don't think Noah Syndergaard is a free agent after next season anyway. No. So maybe they're trying to line up to get fully healthy to show that who they are like next year to get, to get paid in the future. I guess the argument would probably be that, you know, they, they hope that the five or six months of rest will fix the problem, which I guess in some cases it does, but, uh, you know, when it doesn't and then they, it still hurts. Then I, I suppose that this is kind of a special time for a lot of pitchers saying, Oh wait, this is, this is a good time to have that surgery. Cause the five months of uh, rest did not help. There's that. And it's, I mean, there's nothing, Thing they can be doing now anyway so um right. if they're that certain that there's a good chance they have to have it in the future they might as well just fix the issue completely um or at least i mean for a number of years after it right. speaking of which you made two great cuts you cut two guys they didn't see worth going to auction if they weren't going to play for your team so they opted to have tj how does it feel to make two of the best cuts in dynasty grinders history uh feels great i guess uh seems fine i you know, I my strategy going into this offseason was, you know, since in the last few years, nobody was cutting anybody or, you know, kind of doing the what my strategy is, the great reset of a lot of high price, possibly overpriced players. And while I'd be risking losing, you know, a couple of them, I was going to have to lose them anyway. And instead of trading them for, you know, uh, a top 100 prospect and two other, you know, 40 future value guys or, you know, the the absurd offers I was getting for them. I was like, well, I'd rather just have more bullets to draft, but so it's kind of bittersweet. Yeah. I did make great cuts, but now I have two less bullets to draft already. And now I'll have to overpay for the guys I cut anyway and hope for the best is kind of, it's, I don't know that it's all that great. Well, you think the two of them, I mean, they're still absolutely worth drafting in our format. Um, It's just a matter of, you know, we, we have unlimited DL spots or IL spots and they're going to get them back at some point the year after at a certain point, it's definitely worth getting them in auction just to have them on a cheaper contract for when they are healthy. Right. Yeah. What do you, what over under $48 for both of them? Over under $48 for both of them. Um, I'll take the under, but really? probably not by so much. And I, it really depends. Like I'm, I, I mostly know my strategy. I don't know what anyone else is. Sure. I mean, if you're a, if you have, if you look at your roster and you only have two hundred dollars worth of players, 
and you're basically going to waste three hundred dollars in auction just like spreading it out. I mean, fifty five dollars for Chris Sale, sixty dollars, and just having him the next year when you're actually trying to compete, assuming you're going to compete, um, seems like not that bad an idea to me. Yeah, I think that's that's probably a fair price. Although they're almost certainly to get greeted on that that theoretical roster you're putting on there, so they'll be you know that's true. They'll be up to seventy bucks, which is still if you got a healthy Chris Sale going into twenty twenty one, well that's probably good. But you know it's it's not without risk. I guess I I was gonna side on those. I was gonna go with over, but only slightly. So I think we're probably you know that number that over under number is probably pretty close. Like. It's going to depend on who's got what left in the draft, because if you're you're kind of sitting on you know one bullet left, you might as well spend it on one of them, but rather than to you know invest a bunch of money into I don't even know just one of those pitchers. Who is, what? Who is available in auction right now besides those two guys? Otani. Yeah. Um, Otani should go for a lot, but the last time we said he went for a lot, he didn't go for a lot, but then he got cut anyway. Yep. Uh, but Otani is probably the prized possession of this auction, I think. Corey Kluber is available. Yeah. Goldschmidt, Carrasco, Vado, Yasiel Puig. Eric Hosmer. John Lester. <laughs> a, a lot of repeat names. A lot I of mean, auction legends like John Lester. I, I wish I hadn't cut Corey Seager now because I feel like he's gonna go for a lot more. But um, that's uh, that that's with the hindsight of the injuries, not the postponement of the draft. So like I, I feel like that's a little different. Uh, Carlos Martinez. Apparently, there's two of them. Um, <laughs> the, whatever yeah. I'm looking at. Yeah, that's uh, a, that's a mistake in the draft pool. Brandon Belt, Justin Upton, Lorenzo Cain. Uh, guys like Robinson Cano are going to get paid again. And, you know, Vince Velasquez is going to get paid. And Byron Buxton's probably going to get paid again. You know, like that. I don't know. It, it's, I think the draft will still be fun. It'll be interesting. It's just that my, my strategy took a real hard hit just from circumstance. And that, that kind of blows, but that's baseball. I forgot that. Well, we made a rare trade recently. We did. We did. I forgot. I gave you, I gave you uh, $16 of auction budget. Oh, great. And uh, Andy Young for a second-round draft pick. Man, so, I, uh, I lost that trade pretty hard already, I feel. <laughs> I mean, Andy Young's going to be great, as I found out in Out of the Park 21. But that, that, extra, that extra auction budget is not doing me so hot right now. Okay, Theoretically, if the if there is no season, we just roll everything over, right? I th- <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I think so. I, I think you just move. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think we, you know, increase any of the salaries for like one year. No. It just we pretend like nothing happened, and I, I uh, think you just pretend like nothing happened. Like, uh, so I mean, I mean, you still have the you'll still have the sixteen dollars, and in theory, like, yeah, sale and the guard uh, will be closer to be being back at that point. Yeah, I mean that. I guess that's possible, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it. If if the whole season got canceled, then yeah, that would be that would be the the most reasonable thing to do. It'd just be the longest off season ever. But it would be the longest. <laughs> let's let's not hope for that. I, I, I'm definitely not hoping for it. I'm just talking about scenarios. And speaking of scenarios, uh, 
assume, let's, let's say the season starts in July and there's a bunch of double headers. It's going to be a fantasy baseball we've never played before, especially in a daily league. It's going to be intense and very different. And uh, kind of like you were talking about earlier, I think that's kind of interesting. We'll never play a season like that probably, hopefully, ever again. Right. So just playing a truncated season, that's going to be very high variance. There's going to be a lot of games played. You're going to get a lot of points in like a short amount of time. I mean, it, it sounds kind of fun, and we'll have we'll, we will have not had baseball for such a long time that I think we'll all be very excited. Yeah, everybody will be checked in. I I, don't, I have no doubt about that. Uh, the the idea of there being you know double headers all the time and uh, that kind of thing being a, a frequent occurrence, um, I think that's awesome, and I, I think that's going to be a a huge win for the you know the pitching change we made with the innings all being out of whack and stuff like. The, not being tied down to game start, it's going to be a godsend for this league, I believe. If they do have, you know, they try to fit, you know, uh, four fifths of a season into a very short amount of time by having those double headers and whatnot, I think it's just a huge win. I'm here for it. I hope it happens. Um, and if we do have baseball, I think I think July is the time when we're going to have it or not. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you think, but. You know, four months of baseball at that point sound pretty good to me. Yeah, uh, I think that's all right. And I, I think, uh, you know, the Mariners have no chance of going to the World Series or whatever, but it wouldn't hurt me as a Mariners fan to to see my team have to play in Miami for a World Series or anything like that. It wouldn't be any different than what happens, like, with the Super Bowl. So, like, if that's the plan, you know, I'm all for it. Like, give me give me more baseball and or just not more of it. Just give me what I what I want. You know, I don't think that's too much to ask for. So you had to even consider the Mariners having to play a World Series game in Miami for that analysis. Well, they, 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 a couple of simulations out of Park Twenty One. They seem to be like kind of sneaky good, and so not that out of the park is a great simulation of sorts. Well, I mean, it is a great simulator, but like what it's whoever makes the rosters has a lot of say on how some of that stuff breaks left or right. And I do believe they use zips projections, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I think the, the worst part about all this is like the, all the vitriol for Houston. I, I hope it doesn't lessen. I hope when baseball comes back, everybody's not just so overjoyed for baseball being back. They can still just be pissed about the Houston Astros. I think they'll still be. I think they'll still be pissing, and they'll still be there. But certainly, um, it had a lot of good momentum going into the off season and into spring training. That sure, surely that some of that has been broken up. But I think that at least for the next couple of years, regardless, they're still going to get hate at every stadium. I hope so. Uh, all the memes, all the Twitter stuff that's popped up, the Astro Shame Tour, like some of those are my favorite Twitter follows now. And I, I hope that they don't run out of gas. I. <laughs> I, I the Astros deserve to be shit on. They're all just they're just assholes. Uh, I still can't believe I got married during Game Five in 2017. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what a kick in the balls, man! Like, yeah, ugh. yuck. All right, moving on. So uh, there was a trade uh, today, yesterday. It was today, or was it yesterday? Today. Uh, see all the days. It all are, it all feels like the same day. It, it's all been like the same day for about twelve days. But uh, Kyle is uh, trying to rebuild, apparently, and die nasty. He he made a trade. He traded a what a, a few prospects. I'm trying to pull up the trade right now. I he traded Mookie Betts. 
So Mookie Betts gets traded from Boston. Mookie Betts. And uh, we got Mookie Betts. Uh, tra- Bailey got Mookie Betts and two second round picks from next year for a first round pick uh, of Chris's for next year, which should be pretty high. Yeah. Nate Lowe, Spencer Howard, and C.J. Abrams. Um, thoughts? Well, I, I mean, we were in discussions for Mookie Betts, and I won't discuss what it was, but our package that he was demanding was much, much, much stronger. Yeah, and maybe we should have went back and forth a little bit more. Maybe we shouldn't have. We were lazy, and Bailey yeah. is the true hustler of the Dynasty League, the truest hustler of them all. I don't know. Um, We've hustled three championships, so I, I feel like we're hustling just fine. That's fine. I know. Uh, I'm just giving him a little Seems shit. Seems fine. The, the, the part I don't like about this trade is, I mean, if Spencer Howard is like an ace or a near ace pitcher, I think this trade is just, it's a fine trade. It's fine. Yep. It's not a great trade. It's just fine. And like the chances of him being that pitcher, I don't know, maybe 50%, maybe 40%. That's oh, probably a lot way, higher than you Way would less than that. But it okay. is possible. Let's, let's, it, okay. It is I'm going to put it higher than you would put it. Um, that's to fine. be like a really good pitcher and um yeah i mean at that if that happens it's a fine trade and if it doesn't happen it's a really bad trade and the only way you really win this trade is if mookie Betts dies um which is also possible right. um but not dies literally but like just be, like regresses get injured um then then you win the trade but other than that you're kind of looking just to break even because mookie Betts is not that old um I, I don't love it. I've seen worse trades, though. Yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> I, I'm just kind of curious, like what why Kyle felt like he needed to make this trade. Like his team is really, really good, and uh, I don't. It, it just seems like a, an urgent trade he did not need to make. So now, I mean, his outfield now has Corey Dickerson, Domingo Santana in it, and. Uh, I guess Nick Senzel, which is fine. Kyle Tucker, that that's fine. But it, Mookie Becks makes that look so much better. Like, just incredible amount of difference. And Kyle's, Kyle's yeah. minor league system looks fine, too. He's got Joe Adele. He's got uh, Kriloff. He's got Julio Rodriguez. He's got guys. He's, I, I don't, well, he's I, got guys. He's been training away, like, good guys since, I'd say, the beginning, since the middle of last season. So. Yeah. He's definitely he's definitely rebuilding in the truest sense of the word. I mean, he's not bottoming out. He, ha- no. he still has like, major league players. Yeah. But I'm looking at his starting pitching. Doesn't seem that good. So maybe no. that's why he really wanted Spencer Howard. But well, I mean, was, best, was Spencer best. Howard even projected to play this year? I mean, I, I know he's doing well in Double A. There were actually rumblings that he was. There were rumblings that he was going to start in the rotation this year. Oh. Okay. And I think if we get a great season, he actually might. Sure. I, I mean, I just look at the, I mean, Zips does project them to, you know, get like 84 innings and 20 starts. And I mean, that's based on Zips projections. He's not going to help Kyle out a whole lot this year, but that doesn't mean like next year, he's not way better or something like that. And who knows, but the, the, I would not trade for a young pitcher right now. When, when teams seem so concerned about them building up innings and getting, you know, that arm strength built up, like they, if Spencer Howard, he pitched, I'm just trying to do some quick math. He pitched 60 innings last year. And he uh, pitched 120 or 112 in 2018. 
and now he's not going to pitch a whole lot this year, you'd expect. Like, it might be two or three years before this guy might be able to touch 200 innings. That that just seems risky on top of just the normal basic risk of having a pitcher. I just don't think you can assume anyone's going to touch 200 innings anymore. I mean, yeah, that seems like just like even the guys that have done it a bunch of times, like, yeah, I'll, maybe I'll give that to Scherzer and like a couple other guys, but I don't know. That's, that's not my realistic expectation for a pitcher now anyway. 150, 180, if he's like really good. I mean, that's that's fine for me, I think. Well, now um, that now that hitters aren't allowed to steal signs, I feel like pitchers are going to get better. It's possible. <laughs> I can't rule it out. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, uh, I I think uh, I mean, I think Bailey won that trade. I think it's pretty easy to call that. I, Kyle's team is not going to be dead for it, but I, I why does he keep trading these transcended outfielders? I don't understand. Who was the last one he traded? Uh, some guy named Mike Trout. <laughs> Oh, I have heard of him. Um, <laughs> I, he, he he compares similarly to Jason Dominguez from what I hear. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. All right. Um, so moving along, uh, you you want to talk about the Dynasty Grinders minor league draft? Uh, I know you do, but oh, yeah. it seems like a long time ago. I mean, I guess we did it the probably the first two weeks of February, and now we're at the end of March. So I'm guessing it's a little bit over a month old, but uh, – I didn't make a single pick in the draft. We can talk about I that. I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, you were a non-participant. Um, how did it feel to sit out of the draft? Uh, it felt fine. Seemed fine. Did you have any <sighs> takes about any trades or any players at any point in the draft? or Any, just... any real takes? I mean, I, I'll never fault a person for wanting to be uh, entertained and, you know, being involved and they want to do something. And so, like, you know, you, you know it's going to happen in fantasy leagues when it happens in you know professional sports when general managers who it's their actual job and they're d- dealing with millions of dollars and they still make these kind of panic type trades where you see like the Bears trade up one spot for Mitch Trubisky and that kind of thing like you see these crazy crazy trades happen yeah so you know it's going to happen in fantasy baseball I don't know that I saw anything that was just like oh my god what is this person doing there was a couple of trades that happened that just kind of like Ugh. but I, I don't know if it involved the minor league draft picks. So the only one that really, you know, hurt me on the inside was the Kyle Lewis trade, but that was more of because I, I want Kyle Lewis to be really, really good. And I felt like he got sold really, really low. He did. Um, and I would say in the draft, um, it was a fun draft. We had a good time. I was happy to snag the third pick on the first day. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, congrats. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there was that one trade where I think TBD traded with Organized Chaos, and Organized Chaos basically paid a future first rounder for next year to move up like one or two slots. Right. And I wasn't in love with the pick he made, and he gave up a future first round pick um, for it. And I think it'll be a pretty high pick, so I don't think he's going to look fondly on that trade in the future. But other than that, I mean, People drafted for upside. People drafted Luis Angel Acuna got drafted because his brother is Ronald Acuna. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. There were a lot of trades. It was pretty active. Uh, Hattie spent a lot of time on the clock in, in both drafts. That was fun. Classic um, Hattie. Classic Hattie. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I th- we're expanding the draft, the minor leaguers for the next couple of years. So we're going to keep having with these five rounds. Um, I always have fun doing it. So if we don't have an, uh, an MLB draft this year. I think we have to maybe push that back, that draft a whole year too. What wouldn't you think? If there's no first year player draft in real baseball. Yeah. I mean, if there's no, if, the, if there's no players essentially added to the pool for whatever reason, then yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to, it would just essentially be adding five more rounds to the current draft with slightly more information, I guess. But like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if I want to think about that. Like, that's just, that's way too far off thinking for something that could be crazy. My but, mind is uh, always going there. How much stock do you have in Jason Dominguez right now? Uh, just these two leagues, actually. Um, yeah, and that I didn't get him in any other. It's hard to get like the first couple picks in in a draft, just because you know these teams that like have been rebuilding, they don't want to give those up because they think this is another bullet for them. And when in fairness, it is. So I mean, I, I don't do badly in any of my leagues, and that's not like humble bragging or anything. But like, it's very hard for me to get a first pick of a draft unless yeah. I trade, unless I overpay for it, and with all the trades i did make to crawl up just to get the third pick in dynasty grinders i feel like i overpaid for it and yeah i mean i did it for fun and uh so just two shares and i don't know he seems like he's pretty good yeah he seems like uh he's got a nice swing you know he's uh he'll be fun to follow it sucks that he's a yankee but you know um Adley Rushman seems like he's going to be pretty good. He seems pretty close to a can't-miss catching prospect, as there is. Um, I mean, I, I will say that prospects uh, seem to be just better. They're more prepared than they've ever been, and they, they seem ready to jump to the majors. That that jump seems to be an easier jump to make. Uh, and so I, I do think these top prospects are probably less riskier than they were before, but I don't think there's much of a guarantee – but it, and, and, and from the same standpoint, I think the floor for prospects is also much higher than it's ever been. Like a, a 40 value prospect, I think in the past, probably, or I mean, a 40, a 40 value prospect this year is probably worth a lot more than it was 10 years ago. And so like, I don't know. I, I don't even know what I was I trying to get to that point. I think a lot of it also has to do with not just the prospects being ready, but also just the analysis being more on point with more information now. So it's easier to determine why a prospect is better and um, how much more certainty you can have on a guy than it did 10 years ago, probably. So, well, yeah, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but, I, you know, I, I hang out around youth sports a lot nowadays because I have a couple kids who are playing and that, then I get more involved with organizations and, you know, my kids are you know, in elementary school, I, I, I talk to high school athletes and stuff like that from time to time now too. And it seems like kids are more coachable nowadays than maybe they were before. And so development wise, like uh, it's probably, it's probably to go a lot further. And I, I, I think the, the programs that, that are being taught now uh, where it's not, it's about individual skill development versus uh, uh team building in a lot of ways especially at the very very low levels like the, the kids learn fundamentals differently now that you're going to have the old-time coaches and the people who say you know like the, the, the fundamentals are just you know they don't even know how to do fundamentals anymore actually they do and they're much better at it and the the kids who don't and they just rely on their pure athleticism to carry them they they 
they're gonna fade quicker. They're gonna get uh, found out quicker. And I don't know. I, I I think development's just great. And so yeah, I don't know. I'm on this tangent. And I don't really know where I'm going with it. But like Jason Dominguez, yeah, I think he's going to be really good. Oh man, you are excited about a seven. 17- Year-old baseball prospect. It's it's this is a rarity for me. You have to understand. Like, I didn't believe Jordan Alvarez was going to be good until he probably hit a seventh or eighth major league home run. Like at some point, it was just like, okay, I guess I'll have to buy into this. And then there you go. And you see it with like the Juan Sotos and Ronald Acuna's and Ozzy Albies and these other guys who they get to the major leagues and they're just good. I mean it. It's just mind-boggling. And then, like, even, like, with Byron Buxton or whatever, like, he's struggling at the plate, but he's a average Major League Baseball player because he's so good in center field. It's like, yeah, if he figures out how to hit a little bit and he's gotten better, it's just going to be even even more awesome for him. So, I I don't know. It's It's been fun. It, it's fun watching these there's prospects. No, there's always going to be busts when it comes to prospects, but I do think the – the, the bust rate is gonna has been dropping over the last few years and might drop a little bit more as we move along and get more information and just as you were saying players might be more coachable now um, so I mean that, that that's good for everyone but yeah. baseball is baseball people get to the majors they have one bad year everyone thinks they're overrated um, yeah that, that's also how it goes well do you uh, how do you or what do you think about what do you? What are your predictions for this season? What do you think is going to be the biggest surprise that comes from, say, say baseball starts in Ju- July one? What do you think is going to be the biggest surprise for people, or the thing that people will be talking about come mid-August? Um, you're talking about the actual game, or like a specific player, or well, players, or a trend? Like, what do you think is going to be? The... I mean, it has to be the bullpen usage, right? Because yeah. it, it, it's exponentially getting more different and different than what we grew up with every single season. And now we're throwing in a shortened season with extra games into it. Uh, I, I just think the blend between starting pitcher and reliever is going to fade really quickly. Do you think and, potentially that they'll expand major league rosters for the entire season? They, you... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's a thing that... Yeah, I mean, if they're going to be a shortened amount of uh, time to play a lot of games, and that's almost that's almost a guarantee. I mean, they were already expanded rosters to 26 players this year, so I think they were already moving in that direction. So I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if we had the 30-man roster all season. Well, I think 28 um, is the new max, but like, I I could see 28. I and I also could see, and I wouldn't mind at all, like. I mean, baseball going to some sort of taxi squad system. So like, you know, the three pitchers who aren't going to pitch today just don't count towards the roster or whatever. But yeah, I, man, I, I think it's just going to, it's going to be a, f- I hope I, I am hopeful for this season. I am hopeful for baseball to come back. I'm hoping for baseball to come back strong. I think interest in, you know, fantasy leagues will be high again. There'll be a fever pitch almost. And we just have to be patient. Yeah. Um. It, and just to get back with with your prediction, I'll I'll give mine. I honestly think um, I think home runs are gonna be way 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 down. 
I, I think they're going to go way down. Because of the ball or because... I, I think the ball probably is already changed and it's going to change. Uh, and then also, uh, in, in a way to um, save pitchers, in a way. And then I just, I think, I think, uh, I think hitters are going to struggle with the extra time off. And then, that, and then not to have the spring training to get caught back up. And then also uh, to, to have this, um, this rush of all these gains being funneled in or whatever. And if they don't play a full season, like for hitters, there's a, I think it's a huge discouragement to, I'm not chasing, you know, 30 home runs this year. Uh, you know, 20 is the new 30 in a shortened season, that kind of thing. And then players just fall off. Like there's just the carrot's not going to be the same is kind of what I'm getting at for counting stats and, and, and hitters and well, pitchers and well athletes in general, like they're not thinking about their slash stats. They're thinking about their counting stats because that's just for them. Every at bat is so important. And it's just going to, they, they go through, they live every at bat obviously. Cause it's them. And then I just think that's going to flatten things out quite a bit. That's interesting. Um, it would certainly be good for the pitchers if that happened. They've been certain, certain careers have been ruined over the past couple of years from a couple outings yep. um, from just a lot of home runs. And maybe if there's less signs stealing too, there'll be less home runs as well. Right. Yeah. I, I would not uh, be one bit surprised that the Astros were the, or the Astros and Red Sox essentially were the only ones that got caught. And now every other team stops doing whatever they're doing. And perhaps they weren't doing it to the same degree as the Astros. I think that's probably fair to say, but the fact that they, everybody was probably doing something mischievous. I do think that's going to affect hitters up and down. And I'd be kind of curious to see if strikeout rates just skyrocket. Um, do we want to talk at all about the dynasty draft or is that just too much parallel of the same? I think it's parallel discussion and you know, we got, or you and I, we got uh, Jason Dominguez after we traded all sorts of stuff to get to the first pick. Uh, yeah. That was pretty much the only interesting thing to me. Was there anything interesting to you? Well, it's always different because in this league, you can draft the players that are still not signed by teams that are just in the player pool. So, I mean, it's certainly interesting to see some of these names go. They're obviously going to be future dynasty grinder, first rounders or second rounders. Right. Um, and, and we're also in because the vote changed, there was a vote to change the rule. So this this won't be a thing. I think starting in 2023, um, that they'll no longer be allowed to draft players who are not signed with teams. So um, the drafts will be a lot more similar uh, starting at that point. But as of now, there are some differences. Um, it was interesting. People value the picks a lot less in um, Dynasty because yeah. there's no cost control and a lot of the good players have already been taken. So I guess there were no, not too many interesting takes from the draft. And what bothers me every year in this draft is that there's two or three teams that should cut, you know, our team should not have had the most cuts of all teams, in my opinion. Like there's, that's just insane. And so too too many people were hanging on to the fringe guys and just essentially sacrificing that, like that second and third round pick where you're taking guys who I think are really useful or have real value over some guy who, you know, like the Matt stairs kind of guy, the, the Matt Joyce kind of guy, like the, what? <clears throat> I don't know. That always kind of just, just, it, it leaves me just questioning what, 
what's going on. The draft should be fun, so you should try to be in the draft as much as possible. Yeah, that is interesting. I think that's the second year in a row that we've had amongst the most picks out of anyone in the in the league. So um, another thing is that we're also why we have them is because we punt the relievers until we need to until we need to use them also. So that sure. helps us. But yeah, cut more players, people. Yeah, I think so. Well, you got anything you want to throw out there? Like, um, it's not it's not baseball season yet. It's supposed to be. Yeah, we can keep asking ourselves as it's supposed to be baseball season. Um, I, I think I'm good. So you're a Dodgers fan. Does uh, Mookie Betts say if they do call off the year, does he just become a free agent then? Yeah. I, what's what's funny is maybe I would say three, three weeks ago when it seemed like there was at least a small chance of the season not happening, um, I, I, I immediately went to look up what would happen with Mookie Betts. That was my first initial thing. And I'm like, shit, he's not, he's officially a free agent. And only in the last like three, four days or so, I keep seeing a lot of articles talking about this exact point. Um, yeah. I guess because they reached the decision officially, but I, I've already let this go like weeks ago that there's a strong chance Mookie Betts will have never played a game as a Dodger. And um, they gave away precious cross controlled players. Um, away for i guess essentially david price for two years discounted david price for two years yeah so that's it's pretty depressing to think about to be honest i i hope that the dodgers um feel obligated to re to re-signing him yeah uh as a result I, I it should, I don't. you kind of broke up there what I was saying it looks pretty bad if they don't get him, and um, they gave away the, they gave him all the all those prospects away for a year that they didn't have him. So. Yeah, I I actually gonna agree with you there. I I don't I don't think anybody could have predicted what's gonna happen here, and like it's just yeah. I mean, it looks bad, I guess, but like I don't know. I, I think it's okay if teams just get a fresh start. You know, they have to redo something. They gotta, you know, there's that kind of. I think it's going to be okay. Is trying what I'm trying to get at. Even if they lose them, the Dodgers, well, the Dodgers will be fine. The have been yeah, I want them to resign Mookie Betts, but yeah, okay, sure. we'll see what happens. Well, for for certain, they have the money. They can they could resign him. Like, yeah, that that should be easy. But it would be a real kick to the nuts if the Red Sox signed him. God, that that thought also crossed my mind. Why? Why would anybody go to Boston though? Like Mookie Betts, like the the city's racist. They they have they've shown zero loyalty to anybody not named David Ortiz. Like, hey, they signed David Price. Yeah, but they then they, they they basically like you you know a player takes that as a kick in the nuts. Like to to get traded, they have to be packaged with somebody else and then have their salary paid down. Like that that's a wound to your pride. Uh, I don't know. If I'm David Price, I I just don't care. Like they don't want me. I'll pay some play somewhere else. I still get paid by them. I still won a World Series for them, which I think is very overlooked by Red Sox fans. Like yeah. he 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 won you a World Series. He was a key cog in that rotation. He pitched well in the playoffs. Like you don't win the World Series without him. The rest of the contract doesn't even matter at that point for oh, any I, player when you right. do. Yeah, I know. So. I'm right there with you. Like I'm I'm always. I'm always willing to pay a king's ransom for a championship like that. That should always be kind of your your ideal, you would think. But other people would rather they they want to be set up to win cha- ten championships and 
be the Patriots versus just getting that one. I was hearing that crazy take from someone on Twitter saying that the Cubs lost that Aroldis Chapman Glaber Torres trade. I'm like, they won the championship. Yeah, that's <laughs> like it's, it's such a bad take. Like, it, it, I all... mean, like I, I get it, but like I don't get it because the the Cubs don't take that back if they can, like right. in, like at all. So like, how, how is that a bad trade? I I think I think if. Any Cubs fan who comes up and says, "Man, I'd rather have Glaber Torres," and just just roll the dice to see if we win that World Series without without a Rollis Chapman or whatever, they if they if they would say that they would rather not have him, that I think they're lying. The only thing that they they can I, I think any Cubs fan or anybody can say about Rollis Chapman is like, I never wanted him because of the all the stuff that off the field or whatever. But you you won sure. the World Series. I don't know. Like the the Mariners have sucked my entire life outside of you know 2000 to 2002 and then like 1995, and they haven't won shit. Uh, losing sucks. Yeah, Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, well, you know, maybe he'll be great. He'll be great. I drafted him this weekend. It felt good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, I was just saying about the Yankees, how they traded. They bought low on Aroldis Chapman after the domestic violence thing. They gave up like no prospects to get him. Then they traded him away to get a great prospect who became a really good player. And then they just re-signed Chapman. It was pretty great. Pretty great. Yeah. I, I have to okay. agree with you. But, all right. I well, I think this has <laughs> been a, a real fine episode of Is It Baseball Season Yet? Because... We don't even know what to look forward to. Uh, it sounds like we're both still hopeful. But... Yeah. Hope is a powerful thing. Yeah. Uh, man. I'm hoping for the best. Well, John, It was nice talking to you. It's been, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.